Hello and welcome to Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast designed to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives as we strive to become more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most importantly, share it with someone else you think might benefit. This year, we're studying the Book of Mormon following the Individual and Family Study Guide published by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. We've spent the last two days learning about Lehi, and if you haven't listened to those episodes, I encourage you to go back if you have time. Let's turn now to Nephi, who has more of a central role in the Book of Mormon. Besides the opening verse of the Book of Mormon, where Nephi demonstrates to us that he honors his parents, the first thing we learn about Nephi comes in verse 16 of chapter 2. Quote, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God, wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me, and did soften my heart that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. So I'm going to place Nephi in his late teens at this point, since he's still living at home and referring to himself as exceedingly young. But despite his youth, he seems to understand a very important aspect of the gospel. If we change books and go to the pearl of great price, we see Heavenly Father telling Moses, quote, This is my work and my glory, to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. End quote. And from there we hear Christ himself in the Bible provide more insight into eternal life, that, quote, This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. End quote. I believe Christ is saying here that eternal life isn't something that starts when we die, but is rather something that started before we were born and can continue throughout this life and the next. We forgot who Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ were when we were born and came to earth, but as we strive to learn about and remember them, we step back onto the path of eternal life today. Christ further explains this in modern revelation to the prophet Joseph Smith in Doctrine and Covenants 63, when he says, quote, unto him that keepeth my commandments, I will give the mysteries of my kingdom and the same shall be in him a well of living water springing up unto everlasting life, end quote. Heavenly Father wants us to understand his mysteries, who he is and our relationship with him. And somehow the adolescent or young adult Nephi understood at least some of this and had, quote, great desires to know of the mysteries of God. And even more than that, had the emotional intelligence to recognize that he needed his heart to be softened to be able to overcome the natural rebelliousness that lives in us all in order to, quote, believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. And then because of his great desire to know God, to gain eternal life, he cried out to the Lord. He didn't just say a prayer but cry it out. Now, prayer is not one of my specialties, but I think I can at least recognize here the difference between a normal prayer and what Nephi did. Quote, And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Blessed art thou, Nephi, because of thy faith, for thou hast sought me diligently with lowliness of heart. End quote. So here's the response to Nephi's crying out that softened his heart. He simply heard the voice of the Lord, He felt the spirit. It's important to note here, at least from what we have in the scriptures, that the Lord did not show Nephi all the visions that had been shown to Lehi. Nephi needed to have faith 
and believe in the words of the Lord's other servant, Lehi. But the Lord did give Nephi a promise that, quote, Inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper, and shall be led to a land of promise. Yea, even a land which I have prepared for you. Yea, a land which is choice above all other lands. And inasmuch as thy brethren shall rebel against thee, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. End quote. This promise appears several times in the Book of Mormon. Let's make sure we understand a couple things from this promise. One, the Lord never says that in being led to a land of promise and prospering, that it will be easy. And we'll continue to see throughout Nephi's life, this promise of the Lord is extremely difficult for him, his family, and their descendants. But through the trials they faced, when they were following the counsel of the Lord, we can see that they experienced joy. Our lives, as we move towards the prosperity that you and I are also promised as faithful followers of Christ— It's not always going to be simple either, but if we keep Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ as central pillars in our homes, then there is joy out there for us to experience as well. Regarding the second part of this promise of what will happen if we rebel against God, it's important to note that he doesn't say that Nephi's brethren will be cursed. He doesn't say that they will not find prosperity. And in fact, as we continue to read, we'll see that the descendants of Laman, or the Lamanites, become very prosperous. The Lord only says that they will be cut off from his presence. There are a lot of people in this world who are very prosperous, who don't seem to have a relationship with God. Many of our friends who choose to walk away from the gospel and the church continue to find worldly prosperity in their lives. Sometimes we might see that and wonder how others can have such great lives while we continue to face hardships in our own. Well, I can testify that no matter how great a life someone appears to have, if God is not a part of it, they are missing out on true happiness. I spent my early adulthood in what would seem like a perfect lifestyle. I worked outside in Malibu, California on the beach for a few months a year, made a fair amount of money, and then traveled the world the rest of the year. I didn't have any debt. I had freedom to go and do whatever I chose, but I wasn't happy. I was missing something, and I knew it. And I've discovered over the last 10 years that it was having God in my life. I now work a a 50-hour-a-week stressful job in healthcare administration, have three children under six years of age, and live in the Bay Area where I know I'll never be able to afford to buy a house for my family. But I have God in my life now, and because of that, I am infinitely more happy. And I can feel from time to time the eternal life that Heavenly Father wants so desperately for us to enjoy. So let's all focus on what we know will make us truly happy, despite what's happening in our lives. Let's strive to have meaningful spiritual experiences that bring us closer to God, learn of His mysteries, and tap into eternal life that we are promised today. Thank you for joining me as we continue our way through the beginning of the Book of Mormon and use these experiences to help us follow our Savior, Jesus Christ, today.